Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning. Welcome into the show. We're back. Bill Ryder with you. Happy holiday. Hope you had a great 4th of July. Hope you're still on vacation, hanging out with your family, with your friends, chilling. But if you're not... We're going to make the next two hours magical and beautiful. Because not only am I back, but Tom DeCelestino is back. And we're going to do a holiday edition of the show today. Well, we're going to be, what do you throw on your hand? We're going to be festive. <laughs> I like that I find this out about 10 seconds into the show. Well, your prep email, I opened it and it said, good luck. That's what Tom's <laughs> prep email said. How was your holiday, buddy? Did you guys, um... Did you guys rock a little barbecue, a little shore time we with went fam? We d- went down the shore, had a barbecue. It was fantastic weather. I hope you and the family did the same. Uh, we um, we grilled out twice in a row. Burgers two days ago. We did steaks last night. They were phenomenal. I'm gonna tell you a little uh, little casualty though. The old the old uh, July Fourth. We're just gonna we're gonna throw the show plan out the window. Okay, we're gonna lean into jazz, Tommy. I love that. I absolutely I love that. So my kids—I don't even know what they're called—but they got those things you get that aren't really fireworks, but they're they're wrapped up in little pellets. They look like a mini dumpling. You throw them on the ground, and they 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 pop, they explode. Poppers. Let's go with poppers. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do not. No, I got nothing. All right. I think it's a little bit of gunpowder or something. I'm sure it's only vaguely dangerous. They're in paper. You throw them on the cement, and they make a loud popping sound. They kind of spark, right? So last night, my wife, Lori, we went out to the front yard, said, let's not do them in front of our yard. We'll have to clean them up. Let's go down to somebody else's yard. Very considerate of you. But then later, (laughs) some other family up the street literally came down and did them in front of our yard. So everyone was just shifting the poppers. So you can drop these things, and then they're just sitting there. And this morning... At about 4.30 in the morning, before I came into this beautiful, modern, Odyssey-back studio here, I was sitting in my living room of my home with the window open, and an older gentleman was walking up the sidewalk backwards, looking at, I guess, whatever, and he stepped on one of these poppers, and he must have jumped, based on when I sort of flipped my head around and saw him land 15 feet in the air. Scared the holy hell out of the poor guy. Happy July 4th, sir. Happy July 4th. I don't like fireworks, man. They freak me out. When I was a kid, I always read stories about people losing their, you know, digits and hands and stuff. I'm not a fireworks guy either. They go on for too long, by the way. Like, I'm into it in the beginning, and then by the end, I'm like, enough already. 
Can I? This isn't even politically correct. I don't know what the term is. Can I give you a modern twist on fireworks that are stupid but are also magical? Because I don't want to watch fireworks. I'm not ready for this, but go ahead anyway. Here in California, or at least in Manhattan Beach, California, they have eliminated the fireworks shows apparently for drone shows because they're environmentally better, or they don't cause forest fires, or I don't. Maybe they're less expensive, and maybe drone shows are great. But you can't, we used to walk down, we used to go down kind of the, the water in Manhattan Beach, and you could look one way and see the fireworks and look another way and see the fireworks. Turns out you can't see the drone shows in Redondo, Hermosa, Santa Monica, which I loved. Went down with the kids, spent a good seven minutes, yay, and then we went back. Instead of the two hours, where I'm like, okay. it. And then I was like, wait for the, I, this is my favorite, wait for the finale. And I spent two hours, and it's just fireworks, some more fireworks, and people are like, oh, man, that was it's not like it's making a Damian Lillard, James Harden face in the air out of fireworks. Oh, transition. Not really. I'm not going to talk about it very much. Our NBA free agency is underway. Blah, blah, blah. You already know. This happened like a week ago. Everybody's made. What do you want? I'm, the, the people have followed the sports. They didn't turn off sports while we were on vacation. No, I understand that. But nobody has on, on this show has heard your opinion on everything. Yeah, yeah. Here's my opinion. Some of these guys are good. Some of these guys are bad. Don't sign Kyrie. Do sign Damian Lillard if you can get him in a trade. That's my opinion. We'll give you grades later. <laughs> All right? That's my opinion. Jalen Brunson. I got it. It's not a bust. Oh, my God. Let it go, people. For the love. If you have an egg and seven or fewer followers, you got to stop. you got to stop tweeting at me. It's Sports Rider. Sports R-E-I-T-E-R. I like. You want a little? You want a little? Fine. Kyrie Irving and, and his and his agent, who I know, who's also his stepmom, got a great deal from the Mavericks. Cannot believe they paid him $120 million three years. That is not going to work out. Congratulations to NBA teams for landing Luka Doncic in a year or two because he realizes he doesn't want to play with Kyrie Irving. I really like the business of the Lakers. It is not flashy. It is not sexy. It is probably, and by probably I mean it's not what LeBron James wanted but it might be what he needed. I think Gabe Vincent's a nice piece of business on top of bringing back that underwhelming on paper press conference but successful on the floor core. That is Austin Reeves back at a, at a hell of a discount. Rui Hachimura back. D'Lo, D'Angelo Russell back. The two big names that remain, and they're, they remain in tra- as trade targets who will be traded, not free agents, so it's a different kind of deal, are Damian Lillard and James Harden. Damian Lillard, this is it, Tom. I'm just going to boil it down, okay? Damian Lillard's worth getting. James Harden's now a bum. I like him. He's got a cool beard sometimes. The guy apparently can party. He's a nice person. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Wouldn't go anywhere near him. Now, I do have some reporting here. I'm not the only one that's talked about this, but James Harden, Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey runs basketball operations for the Sixers. He's got a fancy schmancy title like Tom does, right? But he's the GM. You have a schmancy title. You sent it to me the other day. I got it. Executive producer and technical director of Writer Than You in the hours of 10 to noon. Did I get it right? Uh, President of operations somewhere in there as well. I got it wrong. Yeah, I did. Uh, Daryl basically runs basketball ops. He's the GM with a bigger title. They have a GM, whatever. He's the GM. He's making the decisions. He and Harden are buddies, but they are not copacetic anymore. Harden's very frustrated, opted into that $36 million deal. And he is not going to get to dictate terms of where he goes. Both Daryl Morey and the Sixers and Joe Cronin, similar job, Portland Trailblazers, are going to hold out for the best possible deal. And I love everything about it. 
if you're those GMs, I would give up a substantial amount of assets, young players, draft picks, if I had a window to get Damian Lillard. I would not to get James Harden. James Harden is fool's gold, and Damian Lillard is cryptocurrency from two years ago. It has value now, but it's going to go away very, very soon. A year or two. I love Lillard for Miami. I love Lillard for Philadelphia. I love Lillard for any of those ambitious organizations that have a legitimate chance now. I don't love Harden. I'm changing the subject now. Did I hit enough basketball? Because I got a pet peeve and I'm, and I'm pissed off about it. Are you ready? Did it, do you want something else? It doesn't matter if I'm ready or not. Oh, no, hit me. <laughs> I can't stop you anyway. Free agency was was June 3rd. I did a two-hour, actually a five-hour work engagement, two-hour show. It was awesome. I loved it. On June 30th, it's like five days ago, six days ago, pal. I know. I'm aware. I followed it. And all the free agency got done pretty quick. Yeah, Lillard came out over the holiday weekend and said, trade me, man. We knew that was coming, too. I just, I, 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 I want to thank NBA players for getting it done fast. Okay. Eating hot dogs is not a sport. Are we kidding ourselves with the stupidity of this dumb... I won't even eat Nathan's hot dogs anymore. I'm talking about the... What is it? Hot dog eating contest of stupidity? Is that... Did I get that down properly? Uh, I think you added in stupidity. I don't think they have that on the banner. I've been down there to that part of New York City. That part of... uh, I guess it's technically Brooklyn still. At the very, very end of Coney Island. I've seen the Nathan's hot dog stand. I understand there's not a lot going on. And I understand we all, as sports fans, fall victim to the worldwide leader in layoffs. That was too soon. Now, by the way, I'm not taking a shot at people who got laid off. I'm taking a shot at... Dude, Disney made like $120 billion last year. And you're going to lay off some of your talent? What a bunch of bums. I understand that we are we are held hostage by what the, the worldwide leader in whatever want us to talk about. But you know that the only reason we talk about this stupid hot dog eating contest is because they have the rights, right? Joey Chestnut, is that the name of the guy who shoves an ungodly number of hot dogs down his face and calls it a sport? 62 hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes. He's won 16 of these bad boys. It is just even before you get into the science and the technical know-how of how one goes about competing, it is disgusting, man. How is this a sport? I'm, 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 I'm having my July. Was this yesterday? I'm having my July Fourth. I'm chilling. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm buying stuff for the barbecue. And everywhere is just there's clips and there's highlights. People are text. People are texting me. Hey, I want to eat a bunch of guacamole. And didn't feel well for a week. Do you want to talk about that as a sport? Is that something that's like a really good idea? How about the next time I have too much mezcal? We like we turn it into an event. No, don't because mezcal makes me weird. It's not a sport, man. You know what? You know what? You know what gets going today, or it's been going. My brother is kicking it off. It is the World Series of Poker main event. I that is a, that is more of a sport than eating a bunch of hot dogs, and it's not even a sport. It's actually technically a game. Poker is much closer to pickleball on the spectrum than it is, say, to golf or tennis or and those are a long ways from basketball and football. I'm proud of you for not pitching. The stupid hot dog eating contest. I'm also not sure if you knew what was happening. Because maybe you have a better sense than I do. Just turn away from the ugliness. That is, it's gross. Yeah, do me a favor. Don't look at buy or sell for today. Just, just put, don't look at it. Delete put the it email, in there. Rip up the script. Just, just don't put look it at in it. There. Did you watch it? Um, no, I saw the highlights. 
See, I turned away from the highlights. I kept flipping through different stuff, and I kept turning away from the highlights. Well, because it was going to be canceled because right. of you know bad weather, thunderstorms, and lightning. It was postponed, but then they turned it around and got that bad boy going late. Is that guy, is Joey Chestnut rich from eating hot dogs? Do you think he's a wealthy person? I think he's, how would I word this? I don't think he's wealthy. I think he's well off, if you can make that distinction. Do you think he eats any hot dogs when he's not trained? Do you think he just loathes, hot, hates hot dogs with a burning passion? Has to. He can only start eating them when training for this contest. They shove them down their face and then water and there's all kinds of gross. Oh, just even talking about it out loud makes me, you know? <laughs> I, I think we should boycott Nathan's hot dogs for sponsoring this event of horror. I didn't have any hot dogs this holiday weekend. Not a single one. My dad worked in the meat packing business and he he sold pork and so hot dogs helped put me through college like i'm not a hot dog hater i love although i gotta tell you i cannot eat a hot dog plain and will not eat with ketchup give me mustard give me onions give me pickles give me relish what are you throwing give me tomatoes give me a chicago dog man you don't put ketchup on your hot dog, Tommy. I know. I've been through this. You called me a child for this. That grown-ups don't put ketchup on hot dogs. I got it. I still Did put I call ketchup you a child? on. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's accurate. I just yes. I'm surprised I said it. It sounds like something you would say. It does sound like something I would say in my in my edgier moments. Joey Chestnut, give me a break. This is everywhere. Who cares? I'd rather watch a pickleball tournament if there's nothing else going on. I mean, I'd really rather watch Major League Baseball. I went to a baseball game over the holidays, by the way, over the break. Saw Shohei Otani hit a homer. No, sorry, a triple and a couple singles. Should have been a homer. We'll get into some Angels talk later. Yay, baseball. Must be July 5th. I talked about the stupid hot dog contest before the baseball. It's expensive going to games. It's expensive doing anything nowadays. Yeah, my kid wanted a hat. It was like three grand. <laughs> it wasn't the, it wasn't three grand it kind of kind of felt like it what else do you need we're just gonna do loosey-goosey today pal we're, we're in a holiday vibe you look horrified what else you want to know about, about nba free agency that happened three weeks ago <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i'm still trying to recover right now <laughs> i was hanging out with somebody over the break and they were um criticizing a uh a radio host for uh taking off during nba free agency and i was like oh i'm off too like, aren't, don't you cover the NBA? I'm like, I'm not off the other job. I'm just off the radio job so I can do the other job. So I can talk to you about it if you want to. If you want to talk about it, who cares, man? It happened five days ago. What? Who will? Who will the NBA free agents choose? They already chose. It's done. People are talking about hot dog eating contest now. There's ramifications, though, for what teams these players chose and how much money they got. Can these teams get more players or not? No, they can't. Everyone's in cap hell. Only the Spurs have money. Everyone spent their money. If you're, you know, some random free agent who, who didn't go out there and, and, and get it locked in early, you're out of luck. You're basically a hot dog eating contest viewer. You thought it was a good idea, but now you're slightly sick to your stomach. It's not going to work out. Christian Woods, who I'm talking about. Welcome to the vet minimum, pal. That's going to be great for you. Look, I think the Lakers do well. The Spurs, the Spurs have some money. There's nobody left. Who cares? Everybody is locked in. The new CBA did sort of tamp down. It's good for the game, but tamp down the excitement of free agency. 
there weren't very many teams, six or seven, depending on how you counted it, who had legitimate cap space. There are punitive measures. There's two aprons. You want to get into this? There's a – this is so dumb, too. The NBA has, like, 31 ca- like caps. There's a cap, which doesn't mean anything. Okay, that's just a pretend cap. It's like it's like it's like your budget. If you're bad at budgeting, I'm only going to spend five hundred dollars this month. Then you have a second level. It's called the first apron. Let's say that's seven hundred bucks. And then there's the level, the second apron, nine hundred bucks, where your wife makes you sleep on the couch. That's the one that actually matters. And and there are really punitive measures if you if you get to the second apron in particular, inability to include multiple contracts in trades, can't buy certain players off the buyout market. All these sort of things in the details that are going to make it difficult for teams to build rosters the way they want. Many of those punitive measures kick in a year from now. Some kick in now. The, the the end product is free agency was really tamped down and super boring, and, and it was five days ago. Are you happy? Nailed it. Crushed it. You feel educated. Yes. Yes, I'm informed now. How many people are in the office building today? Uh, including me, three. There you go. Holiday vibe, bro. Let's, everyone who's listening is on holiday. They're happy. They're still drinking from last night. 855-212-4CBS. We ain't talking hot dogs, but anything else you want, 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. I got a query for Tom. Tom's going to direct what I do in Las Vegas this week. It's coming up next here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to Writer Than You. First of all, sell you asked me if I've tasted my wife's breast milk. <laughs> Second of all, sell that I have tasted my wife's breast milk. What the? All right, don't swear, writer. And third of all, what? It's a thing, man. It's 2023. Get with the times. Well, when it was 20, whatever, 12, <laughs> 29, 2009, put it on your wrist. So you think it's absurd for anyone to try it? I mean. It's milk, man. It's natural. I know. Okay. Then why don't they sell it at stores? On CBS Sports Radio. Bill Ryder and Tommy Breastmilk back here on the show. That what you're aiming for? That's like a long defense of a habit that we shouldn't even discuss. I actually was drinking some water when you played that rejoin and almost coughed it up all over the board here at the studio. Because you were thinking, man, wish there was some breast milk I could try right now. I don't even now. like normal milk. Really? I'm not a big milk guy. We're changing my uh, my little dude off of drinking whole milk to uh, to whatever, 1%, 2%, and I can't stand anything but whole milk. 
Yeah, I'm a whole milk guy too. I'll drink heavy cream in my coffee. Cream in my coffee. That's pretty you intense. Know that song? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I do actually. You're, it's about a guy who's vain, Tom. So vain. Let me give you a little something. Let me give you a little something you probably didn't know. You ready? No. Are you ready? No. No. Get ready, man. No. Why you gotta be so formal with the writing it down and we gotta hit this topic and hey, did you know that the the Denver Nuggets won the final? Should we hit, should we get into that? <laughs> they won in five. You wanna talk about it? Yeah, they beat the Miami Heat. Yeah, they did. Yesterday, this is shocking to me, and I'm a soccer fan. Yesterday here in LA, LAFC, which is I believe Los Angeles Football Club, that's what they call it other places, Tommy. And the L.A. Galaxy, that's a different soccer team in a galaxy not that far away from me. See what I did there? Played each other at the Rose Bowl. 80,000 people showed up. Isn't that a little sh- I mean, I like soccer. It's a little shocking. 80,000 people on July 4th went to the Rose Bowl to watch an MLS game. It's a great venue. It's a fantastic venue. Uh, no. no. How do you know? Uh, I've seen it on TV a bunch. How do you know? It's a great venue. <laughs> you haven't been. I mean, it's historical. It is. I've been there. It's kind of weird because you park and tailgate on a golf course, so it's really fun. Then you realize, oh, I'm ruining this golf course. Yeah, that doesn't seem great. Like There's cars on there. There's got to be a better way to do that. Uh, now, do you want me to talk soccer? I don't really know what to say about I don't even know anything about the, about the Galaxy and LAFC. I know that Ricky Pooch plays for the Galaxy. I know my kid went to an LAFC game with his friends and somehow met the goalie. That's what I got for you, man. 80,000 people. Isn't that insane? I mean, you're talking, you're talking NFL. That's basically an NFL fan base right there. Would you go? Here's my thing. I would go to, I would absolutely go to a soccer game. I love sports. I don't want to go anywhere on July 4th. I don't want to go. I went to the grocery store to grab some bananas because I was going to play some sports in the morning. And it was, the lines were all the way, right, all the way back to the freezer. Our freezer, sort of milk areas in the back of the grocery store, all the way to the back. What are you people doing here? Grocery shop the day before like I did. All I have is three bananas. I really have to wait in this line? I did. It was 61 cents. I waited 25 minutes. I thought about just walking out, but it was stealing. Like, if I threw a dollar at somebody, could I just do it? They, You know, you keep the change. Yeah, that's how stealing works, man. Yeah. What if I what if I handed it gently and said thank you, <laughs> kind person? <laughs> I don't think they would appreciate that. You don't think that would work? No, I don't think so. I have no interest in going. July Fourth to me is the is the holiday of laziness, right? I want a I want a I want a beer in my hand most of the day, starting around four or or two. Maybe earlier. I want I want to do some grilling. I want to just like meander. Wherever I want to throw the poppet things on the ground and have a guy step on them the next day. It's the least active holiday. I don't really want to cook it. I want to grill. What do you, 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 you go somewhere, guy? No, here we go. I didn't think we were going to do this today because I didn't think we would do anything that we're currently doing. Yeah. But I need to tell you something. Uh-oh. Friend to friend here. Talk to me. I'm not grill guy. I'm not a grill wow. guy. I okay. don't like grilling. I don't enjoy it. Actually, I go out of my way not to grill. We have a grill at home. I hate using it. And I know yeah. it's against the norms. Everybody looks at me like I got nine heads. I don't like it, and I don't care. Everyone knows it now. I don't want to criticize you for it. It's an interesting It's an interesting perspective by you. 
my dad was in fact a, a worked in the fresh pork business. My granddad was a cattle buyer at the Chicago Stockyards. Meat and grilling is sort of a part of the Ryder family culture. In fact, I had a Weber grill. You had to actually do the, the coals forever until I moved to L.A. the second time. And the home that I rent comes with a grill. And it's it's gas. And a gas grill in my house is like is like aluminum bats in Major League Baseball, right? It's like soccer on a Tom DeCelestino produced if he had his way, radio show, okay? It's not acceptable, and it's so easy. So I, I feel like I don't grill, even though I grill often with the gas because I've gone away from the charcoal. But I, lo- I love to grill, man. Get the grill going, throw the meat on. It's super easy. Have a beer, right? Talk to the people as they walk by. Oh, that smells good. Thanks. It's such a big to-do. I got to go outside. I got to clean the grill after. Like, just do it in the kitchen. Cook it with the rest of the food. I mean... You know that the grill, the top of the grill, you actually don't, I mean, you're supposed to, you brush it off. You don't have to super clean it because you want the, the grill top to be seasoned. You got to clean the, the inside of the grill. I forgot to do that, and a few weeks ago set my grill on fire, so I, you know, you got to remember to that. <laughs> so I cleaned it this weekend. The stuff, you know. But it's. Plus, too, like, I, I have a gas grill as well. I'm always out of propane. There's never propane in that bad boy. Like, I don't know why. My wife looks at me like, why do we never have propane? I don't know, and I don't know what to tell her. I'd rather not grill. Righty-tighty, lefty-loosey. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You just got to turn it to the right. I got an issue with that sometimes, clearly. Don't let the gas go out into the, you know? I mean, I don't think I'm doing that, but, like, clearly something's going on. I mean, are you buying the propane from a used propane salesman who, who you know, out of the back of a Buick? Uh, no. Go to the store, get the propane tank. Yeah. It'll, be, it'll, it'll be full. And when you go to, like, refill it, I also learned something. Uh, they don't want you to bring the empty propane tank into the store. They I've are, never. I got very, very upset about that. Really? So Lori yeah. and I, I think divide tasks. Yeah. I've never refilled a propane. I never. Lori does it. It makes sense why they got angry. It's, uh, it's very dangerous. It's flammable. Why is it dangerous? It's flammable. Yeah, but it's also like sitting in your grill. If it's going to explode, I'd rather explode at the store than in your house. Well, not like inside the store. On the grill, you're outside. You're, in theory, in your backyard on your deck. Standing next to it with a beer in your hand. Hey, I'm letting you know, man. They got very, very upset with me. What'd they say to you? Like, get out. They looked at me like, don't you know what you're doing? Like, get get the heck out of here with that thing. What do you, so you stand out there and you yell, hey, I'm here. Get, you, bring me. Yeah, because the propane tanks are outside. They'll come right to you. Aren't they all stacked together? Yeah, stacked together so outside. So they're worried this thing is going to explode. Yes. They want you to take it next to the 50 propane tanks on top of each other. I learned a lot of new things that day. You're all in trouble if things go bad. I'm just telling you. I would agree with that, but I learned never bring it inside. So my brother is uh, at the World Series of Poker. I think I've discussed in the air he's a pretty good player. He won a one of those TV, you know those TV, I've already told the story, those, 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 uh, Televised poker tournaments. He won 180 grand a couple years ago. Got first place and won. I actually watched it with Stu and Ryan Hickey. They came out, but I was like, "Oh, my brother's still in this. It'll be over soon." And then they just, I, they just were like, "What are you doing?" I thought we we're gonna hang out, and I said, "No, we're gonna watch my brother play poker in this bar in New York." And he won. Uh, I'm gonna be in Vegas for summer league. I'm going just when the show ends. Uh, Wemby plays Friday. I mean, I even stay. By the way, I'm not even stay for Wemby. They're like, ah, don't worry about it. My boss is like, ah, it's fine. Like, I should, do you want me to stay? Like, no, because I'm already planning to come back. Should I extend by a day to watch Wemby? I probably should, but they're like, nah. And they pay for it. 
I think you should. Stay in action night? Yeah, what do I know, though? What do I know? <laughs> like, don't worry about it. Like, okay. That could change your mind tomorrow, though. My point is, I'm going to have some free time at night. Should I? There's a tournament at a casino in Vegas that I have played in the times that I've been there. I have cashed in this thing, I think, four of the last eight times I've played in it. I've had a little bit of a run. Should I get sleep tonight? Or, conversely, it'd be after my work. Should I go play poker? I have a very biased response to this. Uh, I'm going to encourage you to get sleep. Really? Only because I have to deal with you for the next few days. But I'm pleasant. I'm a spring rose. I'm a... I want you to get your beauty sleep so that you're in a very pleasant mood when we have some interactions these next (laughs) few days. Sounds like you're suggesting... That I'm occasionally not pleasant in the morning. I'm not saying that at all, but if you go, you know, you, you go out, you win some money, that means you're not getting a lot of sleep. That's all I'm saying. Which of us do you think, on the whole, is more pleasant to the other? Ooh. Um, that would be you towards me. I'm not a very pleasant guy. Yeah. But I think if you were to take the outliers, if I can use some scientific talk, the okay. science. Okay. If you take the outliers, I'm probably less pleasant when I'm really in a bad mood. Then when you're just you're steady Eddie. I mean you're you're the 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 donkey guy from from Winnie the Pooh. What's his name? Eeyore? <laughs> yes, yes. Which Is he I a watched, donkey? Yes, I watched it over the weekend. Yes, he's a donkey. Your kid's into that. Yes, very much so. What's his favorite character? Winnie the Pooh. Pooh Bear. I don't like how much I can relate to Pooh Bear now. But instead of honey, it's bourbon and gin. But it's you know, <laughs> oh my. So you're all right. So you're saying. I kind of want to, I'm going to be in Vegas, I'm going to be there for work. kind of want to enjoy it a little bit. You can enjoy it. you got to do everything in moderation, though. Have you been to Vegas? Uh, No. Moderation's not quite. I'm giving you a lot of advice about stuff I don't know anything about. Do you want to hear a great Stuart Kovac story about (laughs) Vegas and me? Sure. All right. When I started this radio show, I did it at night from 6 to 10 p.m. Eastern time. And when I started... When I, when I got hired by CBS Sports Radio, which I'm very grateful for, and Stu was the board op and sort of the assistant producer. Adam Klug was then producing me. I had already planned a, a week's vacation in Las Vegas. So I started, and two weeks later I had to go to Vegas with, with family. And Eric Spitz, who used to be the program director here, now works at Sirius XM, asked me to just do a call-in hit with some fill-in host, right? So it's my show. It's with the writer than you. This is the show. I'm like, all right, I'm pretty busy, but I'll do it. And... Poor Stu, I didn't know, calls me up and is like, hey, we will allow you to be on it this time. And I was like, Stu, I didn't know. I'm like, actually, I'm I'm only available. I can do it at 620 Eastern time. And poor Stu's like, well, that doesn't work for our, for our <laughs> filling host. I think it was, yeah, I know who it was. And I go, Stu, I don't care. That's what I'm calling it. That was my introduction to sports, Stu. <laughs> Does that make me a jerk? I don't think so. I'm calling it on my vacation. It's my show, no? Oh, Stu. Stu but Stu, Stu kind of argued. I know that's not going to work for us. Like, bro. Money. Mm. We got you penciled in for 8 p.m. Eastern there, Bill. <laughs> that's what it was. It was like, we're going to have you come in, come on at like 9.20 at night in Vegas. Like, no, man. I'm I'm not. I guess it was 6.20 in Vegas. But whatever. It's Vegas time. That's a great story. Are you, are we are there still Marconi awards? Can we put this episode in for the Marconi? I will submit it, and I will let you know how it does. When you hear about the Marconi Award, which I think is an actual radio award, do you think of macaroni? 
<laughs> I used to, not anymore. <laughs> you threw it? Yeah, I got past that. <laughs> I think of macaroni every time. I don't like mac and cheese. Have we had this conversation? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll have good mac and cheese. But if I'm going to a good restaurant, why would I order pasta with cheese? I'll just get pasta with red sauce. Would you do like mac- a Would you do like a lobster mac and cheese? I think it might. Be, I've never. I've had it. I don't. I, I don't think it's my thing. But I respect someone who who goes for it. I'll go for a good lobster mac and cheese any day of the week. What is, is it? Fishy tasting? No, no. But no. some people can't do like seafood and cheese together, which I get. I get that. No, I don't. That's not my. That's not my hesitation. My hesitation is. I'm not a big—the first time I ever had a lobster was at a buddy's wedding. Where was this? Up in Maine. And I was so intimidated by the lobster, I didn't know what to do at first. Because you, you have to get out the, the, the cruncher. Is that what they call it? Yeah, I mean, that's fair. you got to know what you're doing. You have to know it, what you're doing for that. And I know I've told this story, but we have lots of time, and Peter Schwartz doesn't want me to rush, so I'm just going to keep rocking and rolling. Uh, at the NBA Finals a year ago in Boston, they gave lobsters out to all the media. It was incredible food. Denver uh, gave sandwiches they dropped on the floor, I think. Just kidding, kind of. And the Heat continued to try to give me food poisoning. And that's not a joke. The the Boston Celtics, amazing. And I watched, was it Sam Amick? I can't remember who it was, maybe. Or, or, or Howard Beck put the cruncher thing into the lobster, and a bunch of juice came out and hit a walk. A reporter was walking by in their suit. And I turned to the guy and go, I'll take the steak, please. People, <laughs> it's it's hard to do. I'll, I'll go on the safe side. Give me the steak. I know what to do yeah. there. I'll take the steak. Yeah, the steak. Just yeah, and and some of the mac and cheese. Okay, eight five five two one two four CBS. It is a, uh, it's a jazz. It's jazz, man. I never understood jazz. Now I do. You just sort of play the notes and see how they go. It's not a plan. It's not an orchestra. We're not Beethoven here. We are going to maybe talk about the Angels next and how everything's going wrong. Unlike this show. After we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Peter Schwartz. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. I got to tell you, 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 you put these things together and sometimes I listen. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order. Order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I think, man, that wasn't very nice. But that one, 100% accurate. Like, I should get an award from the Parents Association of America for that. We're on the same page here, right? Yeah, you should totally get the, uh, you know, the macaroni award for radio. Macaroni. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Some people win the Marconi. Ryder wins the macaroni award. The almost, almost award. Um, over the break, I took. I was off the last week or so, and uh, took Henry, my son Henry, t- to an Angels game. We wanted to see Shohei Otani play, and and we had scheduled to go the day after Henry's birthday when when Otani was pitching, and then they moved Otani's startup a day. And Otani had literally, maybe, maybe, literally the greatest single performance in baseball history for a non-playoff game. He struck out 10. I think he hit two home runs in that game. I'm pretty sure he um, invented time travel in the dugout, just randomly solved the problem with Twitter, whatever. It was amazing. So we saw him the next day. Took Henry out. I've never never seen Otani in person. And Tom, i got to tell you, 
you know some athletes, not many, but some athletes are riveting and compelling in person in a way that rises above everybody else around them, right? Like Jordan had that. It was, Otani is so captivating. Even as he, I couldn't take my eyes off Otani when he was in the on-deck circle. It's crazy that this guy's, for lack of a better word, presence. And he had a he had a tri- he had a triple that should have been a home run, but they held him up. They should have sent him. He could, would have had it in the Parker. He had I think a couple singles. Didn't pitch. Played played great. And I thought to myself, is this a good idea or a bad idea? Because it's re- I live equal distance between Dodger Stadium and in the Angel Stadium, and Dodger Stadium is better, but Angel Stadium is easy. You drive out, you park. Henry and I walked to a restaurant next to the ballpark. Had a nice meal. It's just it's an easy experience. Dodger Stadium is a black hole. It is L.A. traffic within L.A. traffic within L.A. traffic. So, you know, being la- a little bit being lazy, but also I wanted to see Otani. Henry decided that he's, a, he's an Angels fan at the game. I should have I seen this coming. Bought an Angels hat, got excited, had an Otani jersey, right? first. And I thought to myself, am I making a mistake? He has a chance to be a Dodgers fan. They have all the money. They're going to win. Am I a bad dad? I thought, no, no, it'll be fine. And then literally within a week of my son maybe being an Angels fan, Mike Trout heads to the IL, which is fine because he can't hit a fastball anymore. Uh, Anthony Rendon got hurt again, and Otani got pulled from a start early. Now, Otani had kind of a cracked nail thing going on that sounds like it's become a blister. There's a blister on his finger. So it's not like Otani is out for the foreseeable future, but Trout's out for three to seven weeks, it sounds like. Anthony Rendon's been... He's been a bump. Can we just be honest? Like, he has not been good under that mask. It, it, it's as, as, as if the Angels said, okay, we gave Pujols that contract forever, and he didn't live up to it. Now he's off the books. Who can we bring in for a bunch of money that will also be underwhelming, and we'll all be able to say, remember when he was good? Let's go with Anthony Rendon. Uh, they have fallen the Angels to 45-43. and 43. They're not playing particularly well. They're four games back of that third and final wild card spot in the AL, and they've got a really difficult decision to make about whether or not they move on from Shohei Otani, who's a free agent after this season. The perspective, and when I was there, Tom, they, they lost that game, but they've been on a little bit of a tear. I was there exactly one week ago. It's amazing how quickly these things can change when you live in the margins and so much rides on it. Have I have I ruined my son's baseball fandom? Maybe there's still time to get him to be a Dodger. I'll say this. He started watching more baseball, so then he started watching the Dodgers too, so now he wants to go to a Dodgers game. There's still time. I can't let him be an Angels fan, can I? Otani's not going to be there one way or another in six months. I think you've set him up for heartache by being an Angels fan. It's great. He saw Otani play. That's that's. He's worth the price of admission. I would love to see him play in person myself. That is absolutely the right dad move to make. But now that he's fallen in love with the team, I think he's in trouble. All right, here's what I think needs to happen. Barring a, you know, 13-game winning streak, and it's not going to happen. There's, By the way, Trout wasn't playing particularly well anyway. Rendon wasn't playing particularly well anyway. The pitching staff outside of Otani is not particularly good. That greatest performance maybe in Major League Baseball history with Mr. Shohei Otani a week and a day ago almost ended in heartbreak. The Angels almost blew that game when they when when Otani was pulled. They didn't, but they almost did. Perfect microcosm for the organization. I actually think they should trade him. And I was thinking about this while I was watching him play because he's mesmerizing, man. He's just he's not just an amazing player. He is an asset you can sell for baseball. He is. You know, whatever crossover figure you want to point to, the guy is Mahomes. He's Conor McGregor. Before we realize what a what a horrible person that guy is, but as a, 
Ronda Rousey when she was doing what she did for for UFC. Like whoever you want to want to point to, he's that. And I think if you trade him to, and I know the Angels don't want to do this. I know it would crush them to do business with the, with the Dodgers. But the Dodgers have a stacked farm system. They have all the money, and Andrew Friedman, who runs baseball operations, is also a master at at scouting and developing talent. If you bring back, I mean, how many? Can you get four or five big-time stud prospects? I think you can. Studs. You have to because Otani is basically two studs in one. He's a stud pitcher and a stud power hitter. Like, you you have to get at least four amazing prospects for him. A, the Dodgers are in trouble. B, Dustin May, who's very talented, just went down with another catastrophic surgery that's going to be required. I mean, I think their best pitcher this year is Kershaw, and he's 103 years old. But I think the real reason the Dodgers could be enticed to overpay or pay, I'm not sure you can overpay for Shohei Otani. By the way, it's not just the Dodgers, the Yankees, anybody. But Otani wants to live on the West Coast. There's a sense out there that if he leaves, and I think he will, especially with the way the Angels are going, San Diego could be in the mix. They're willing to spend money. That's appealing. San Francisco could be in the mix. Otani wants to be in the West Coast. Those teams in the Dodgers are, are competitive, interesting, and and. and the Giants can be worthy, I think, of consideration if you're Otani. If you're the Dodgers and you land him and he doesn't really have to move right away, I mean, I'm sure eventually he'd move further north because L.A. is a nightmare to, to navigate, but you're generally in the same area and you have some success. I just, I think the uh, if the odds that Otani will stay with the Angels are when the season's over 7%, I think any West Coast team that lands him at the trade deadline, I think those odds are going to be 75% that he sticks around. Dodgers are well-run. They've got a bunch of really impressive players. I think the Angels can command a remarkable, remarkable return. And I think they need to, given the fact they're not going anywhere. Even though I got my kid an Otani jersey for his birthday. August 1st is the trade deadline, so we have just under four weeks. So you're telling me you're doing no sort of evaluation here in these next, I don't know, two weeks to see if the Angels can make a run. I know it's unlikely. No Trout now in the lineup. So, um, I mean, that's the thing. Is like we can evaluate it. We can also evaluate whether or not when I play pickup basketball next, I can dunk a basketball. We, I think we all know the direction that, sure, you don't have to pull. But I would start making calls now. I would start leaking that there's major offers out there. I would start pressuring the hell out of L.A. or the Padres or the Yankees to just keep. Because you want that bidding war to begin now. And if you go on a tear, if you win nine games of the next ten, if you get yourself back in, in contention, you can make that, that determination. And I don't think the Angels are smart enough to do this. And the, the thing is, the Angels are so poorly run. And they have been so poorly run for so long. And they've done such a poor job with their business of free agent signings and development of players that they have to do the thing you should never do, and that is trade a literally a once-in-a-hundred-year talent. Very few organizations would I argue you should do this. The Angels have to. They have to get a return. It is a reset. Because if you don't trade him, he's walking. He's not going to stay an Anaheim Angel next year. Just being a... It was cool. It was good, cool being out there. But being out at the ballpark, I felt like I was in the shadow of Major League Baseball. Even though he was pitching, you could just feel it, it doesn't feel like the Padres. It doesn't feel like the Yankees. It doesn't feel like the, the Dodgers. He's not going to the Yankees. He's not going to the Red Sox. He's not going to the Cubs. He's not going to the Astros. He's going to stay on the West Coast. It's the Padres. It's the Dodgers. It's the Giants. And, and the Angels. There's a, a potential landing spot. Yeah, you, I think you got to move on from him.
He's so good. I mean, you know you know, but seeing him in person, Tom, it's unbelievable how mesmerizing he is. Because he, even to play devil's advocate here and say they don't trade him, they hold on to him, and everything breaks their way the rest of the season. They get in, they're one of the wild card spots. I mean, they're not making any noise in the playoffs. I know anything can happen in the playoffs, and they have some talent there, but I think you've, right. you've come to the right conclusion. You've got to trade Otani now. Them losing now actually probably does them a favor, honestly, because they're just they would have been they would have been out. Although Otani might have carried him. I mean, that's the thing is he's, he's that good. Oh, we're gonna turn back to some NBA because we are so excited to talk about free agency with Kurt Heelan next here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 